Welcome to Fearless Feminine Leadership, the podcast where we help women become confident rock star leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman. We are your hosts, certified coaches, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Raymond Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. We know that most female leaders feel like they need more support so they can lead well. Our mission is to help you develop the confidence and wisdom required to weather all of the ups and downs that a leader faces day in and day out. Grab your coffee and let's talk about what it takes to be a fearless feminine leader with emotional strength and resilience. Studies show that women wait to apply for a job until they are 100% qualified, but men apply when they are 60% qualified. Let's talk about this. All right. Hey, fearless feminine leader. Welcome back to the show. So in an article that Mandy found from Forbes magazine dated April 28th, 2014, the writer quoted that men are confident about their ability at 60%. But women don't feel confident until they've checked off every item on the list. So, dear female leader and listener, have you done this? If you're not, if you have, you're not alone because apparently most of us have. So, honestly, I think it's because women do actually internalize their abilities on the job um, from their hard skills all the way up to their soft skills and most especially their soft skills more than men do, don't you? And I think it's time that we just talk about this because it's a confidence issue. It is. Which means we have to overcome the confidence Mm -hmm. issue because um, if we're waiting till we're 100% qualified for something, can you imagine how many job opportunities and how many career building opportunities we are missing if we don't apply, if we don't even try to put our name into the hat. So in today's episode, we want to highlight a few reasons why waiting around until you're like 100% qualified is a problem and what to do about it. And honestly, I think, Mandy, this one came from um, talking about just job applications, right? But I think it's a bigger problem than that. Like, I think qualified goes bigger than just um, applying for a job. It does. I mean... Years ago, we had a blog post about like prepare now so you're ready then. Yep. And I think women typically don't see their qualifications Mm -hmm. right away. And I would say the number one reason why waiting until you are qualified is a problem is, and you already said this, Mm -hmm. it's because it causes you to miss out on opportunities. And it's not just job opportunities, it's networking opportunities. It's all these different opportunities. Even that you're volunteer for. opportunities. Yeah. Like just, you know, it doesn't have to be something that you're necessarily paid for, but like how many dreams are sitting on yes. the wayside because we're waiting for somebody to mm-hmm. tell us that we're qualified to do it or, you know, um helping with a volunteer situation or solving a problem. I'm like so many yeah. things. I think solving a problem is a big one. It's funny that you mentioned volunteering since our last episode right. was all yep. about like <laughs> When it's time to step away. Have you volunteered too much? Right. But I think that's a thing. Like, I think a lot of times women don't realize that their volunteer skills Mm -hmm. actually give them more qualifications than 
they realize right when it comes to a job absolutely and i think for us like i think we have probably missed out on a lot of opportunities in our own business because we were waiting until we were qualified or um somebody else told us or somebody we yeah somebody else even. saw that yes. we were qualified and i think what it really came down to is we didn't market our business in certain arenas because we didn't feel qualified oh absolutely like yeah when it comes to leadership training, like we've, let's just be real. We've been doing leadership training since 2014 when we started, Oh, but we didn't call it that back then. No. So because of our own lack of words and like describing it Mm -hmm. as that, I think we held ourselves back from that opportunity of getting the foot in the door Right. To other things. There were many times that we were completely intimidated by people who did the exact same thing we did. We're mm-hmm. probably less qualified than we were um, to do it. And we never like mm-hmm. we didn't put our name in the hat or toss our name into the ring for speaking opportunities, um, for training opportunities, because these other people did. And because they did, clearly we mm-hmm. were not qualified to be in the ring. And it's kind of funny because the more research we did for them to get the qualifications that we thought they had, um, the more we realized that we were more than qualified. Like we were yeah. beyond qualified and we had actually kind of missed the boat a little bit yeah. on on things because we just didn't think that we we were like we didn't have the skills. We um, people didn't tell us that we were as good as these other people. And so we believe that we weren't. Well, and I think I think that kind of depends. Like, I think there were some people like every time we would have an event, people would tell us, oh, my gosh, you guys, this is so good. You should put it in front of other people. But our own clients. Yeah. Our own clients would say that. But again, I think it really came back to our own belief Mm -hmm. because we didn't have the belief that we could get it in front of the right people. Yep. Or in the right audiences. And I think that's a, a huge thing. Like, ask yourself. What opportunities do you want? Mm-hmm. And why aren't you putting yourself in the arena? Right. Right? Like, you don't have to fit all of the things. Like, for example, TEDx. Mm-hmm. Like, if I would have waited until somebody invited me to TEDx right. because, you know, of all these things I had accomplished, I would never have done it. You know what actually got me on the stage was, first of all, I started researching how to apply Right, so, that's, that's usually the first step right. is figuring out like, like, oh, nobody's inviting you. You have to actually right. invite yourself. So I did that. <laughs> I like applied to two different ones one year and didn't make it to either one of them. Right. And then the next year I planned to apply to the same ones, but to change my pitch mm-hmm. and to really work on strengthening that and come up with a whole new concept. And because I was brave enough to actually share that as a dream, like somebody in the audience who was in charge of a TEDx said, hey, that that topic mm-hmm. matches what our theme is this year. So let me know when you send it in so I can watch for it. Ooh, like yeah. a lot of times, yep. a lot of times we wait until we're 100% qualified as women, but we're missing out on opportunities to even build connections. Right. To even because we're not saying it. Qualified. So like if there right. is an actual thing that you're trying to do that you need certain, you know, maybe certifications or training mm-hmm. or experience... Um, for that, that doesn't happen, I guess, by osmosis. Like you actually right. have to get out there and do it and look for these opportunities. And I think, honestly, um, you know, when we're talking about don't wait until you're qualified, 
this isn't something you only do one time. Like we have literally learned this lesson over and over again, even this year, Mm -hmm. um, that we still have to remind ourselves that we are more than qualified to throw our names in the ring, to apply for speaking engagements, to do all kinds of stuff. um, And that we never would have thought to do years ago because we were just, we didn't think we were ready. We didn't think we were qualified. We didn't feel brave enough to even try. And I think women experience this so much. Like, um, I love here, I think I've heard Jasmine Starr say that you only have to be 10% ahead of somebody to be an expert. I just told a client that this week when she was doubting her ability, am I actually qualified? Mm -hmm. Because somebody kind of, you know, um, deflated her dream a little bit that she Mm -hmm. shared with somebody that she didn't think would do that, but did. And I was like, we have to remember that a you are more than qualified. You right. know, you have all the qualifications that you need, but you only need to be ten percent ahead mm-hmm. of your client. Like that's like a year maybe ahead right. in the like whatever process mm-hmm. she was trying to teach. You know her clients. I was like that's and I that was definitely something I've had to remind myself of. Yeah. Um. As a coach and as a leader and speaker and all of those things, ten percent is not very much. Like, no, it's, it's just really a few not. pieces of information that you know that somebody else yeah. doesn't. And I feel like men do this naturally, obviously, obviously. according to the report. Right. I've also seen ones, though, too, where that number is lower, like yeah. 40%. Mm-hmm. Men, um, men are just more <laughs> naturally confident about their abilities they in the workplace, are. I think. Yeah, they are. They're just like, of course, I'm awesome. And everybody else thinks I'm awesome. I don't right. know why they're born. that. I mean, th- that's probably a whole different <laughs> um, topic that we could pull yes. that string on and just get completely off topic. But however they arrive at that mm-hmm. and whatever the reasons are, they th- that's the reality. They, they are. They and- come into the gate mm-hmm. already feeling like they're qualified. And honestly, they're not. Not as qualified as a woman who's waiting until she's 100 percent qualified. Right. Yeah. To do so something. what's the second reason why so this is a second problem? Second reason why, because we're kind of dancing around it. So we should bring it in. Is waiting until you're qualified is a problem because it keeps you focused on your insecurities. So we've talked about lack of confidence, all of that. It all boils down mm-hmm. to insecurities. And insecurities are that thing that just will eat you alive and keep you playing small and mediocre. Like it really ties into you miss out opportunities mm-hmm. because of this, um, letting these insecurities hold you back. So um, you can overcome insecurities in a variety of ways, but one of them really does involve setting goals and moving outside of your comfort zone. Um, because I, I love that you bring up the TEDx talk, Mandy, mm-hmm. because the first two times that you did it, you technically failed, right? Oh, completely. Which means that your insecurities should have kept you from doing it again. But this was a goal you had Mm -hmm. and you had set this goal and you wanted to do this and you had like the drive to keep it moving. Um, And one of the things that when it comes to like insecurities, figuring out where those insecurities come from is one of the ways that you can overcome them. And recent failure is a big reason why... Um, we are waiting until we feel qualified or setbacks. And that is exactly what happened in the TEDx, like applying for mm-hmm. TEDx. It was recent failures. It was setbacks. Um, sometimes we do it because we have like a perfectionism streak or we have anxiety or past experiences that were just like, 
yeah, no, I'm not doing that again. Um, but focusing on your insecurities mm -hmm. causes you to miss so many things. And yes, you have to focus on them to heal them and to move on and to overcome. Mm -hmm. But if the focus is, these are the reasons why I can't, um, then we've got a problem. Like your insecurities, when you focus on them to be able to heal them, that's not the same as focusing on them and it makes you, you know, not right. confident and it holds you back and you miss on these opportunities. Right. You got to learn from them. Right. Exactly. And especially when we're talking about failure and setback and mm -hmm. perfectionism, all of this stuff are things that you can overcome mm -hmm. and you can learn from and you can actually use it to drive you forward instead of, you know, um, fulfilling that idea that I'm not qualified because mm -hmm. we can definitely do that. And I think for us, <laughs> we've had many, many, many times that, or we've had many, many insecurities that we've had to overcome over the years. Oh yeah. And, you know, like going through a rebrand is just kind of a fancy <laughs> way of saying that something failed in your first company. And maybe a lot of things failed in your first company. And it can be a variety of reasons why a company can rebrand. Sometimes a new person comes in. Yeah. But that also means that something happened with the other person. Like there's a lot of failure that internally you feel as a business mm -hmm. owner when you need to rebrand. And for us, because there was a lot of financial reasons mm -hmm. why we needed to rebrand, it was like literally in the books look like a big fat failure. Well, and I think too, though, the insecurity of, okay, our old company, the name, the look of it did not lend itself well to the leadership arena. No. Which no. was an insecurity because yes, we absolutely. were getting overlooked because of that. And I think when women can ask themselves, okay, what am I insecure about? What are the actual things that are keeping me from stepping into, you know, applying for this or putting my, my name mm -hmm. into the hat for whatever it is? Yep. Um, asking yourself those hard questions of what needs to change. Oh, yeah. So that you can set yourself up into the arena of being qualified. Yep. And I think, too, when it's something that needs to change that you created. <laughs> yes. Because I don't like, know that. You, when you create this baby from scratch. Right. And then discover that that is the thing that is holding you back. Right. From doing the next thing that, that you want to do. Eye-opening uh, realization. Right. I don't know that company, like big companies who rebrand, they probably have a whole marketing team oh, probably. that are helping them with that. And and it's more of a, you know, shoring up mm -hmm. some loose ends or just taking a step in a it more clear direction. probably doesn't feel quite so personal. Probably doesn't feel quite so personal. For us, I remember like when you say, you know, when it's the thing that you created, I remember walking across 4th Street yeah. to our office the the morning after I finally realized that the people telling us our name might be what's holding us back, mm -hmm. um, that I realized they were right. Yep. I remember walking across the street, heels clicking on the <laughs> on the concrete and walking into our office. And all I saw were big blue couch logos everywhere. I remember this morning. You're like, it's yes, I'm like everywhere, it's everywhere. We've kind of made we have legit made an idol out of this. And I see it now and I can't unsee it. Yep. And that's exactly what I said to him. Like once you see the couch, you can't, yep. you can't the couch. It's it. on everything. And I'm like, I see it. It is not going to get us in the step that we want to go. Mm -hmm. And I think we didn't even realize subconsciously how that was making us feel unqualified. Oh, absolutely. For the leadership yes. realm, right? Yes. And for these big dreams that we always wanted. And I think you have to let go of those insecurities. 
I think sometimes you don't even realize Mm -hmm. that the thing you're most insecure about is also the thing you love. Yes. Right? (laughs) Like about yourself or about your identity or about what you've created and how you can love something, something so much. And at the same time, it makes you feel insecure. And that is why you're not putting your yourself out there. Right. And why you don't feel qualified. Right. I mean, women, I don't know if men do this, but I think women attach their identities and their self-worth to all of these things Mm -hmm. more often than men do. Or maybe in different ways. It's probably different ways. Yeah, than men do. And that's why this is the number two problem. Like insecurities, you've got to address them. Absolutely. And I think sometimes, I love that you brought it up this way because it reminds me a little bit of... Lies and Labels, which Mm -hmm. is a session that we do in our Beautiful Wholeness event, um, because that's literally putting your insecurities on. And oftentimes it's the thing that is the best about you Mm -hmm. that other people have criticized, that other people have said disqualifies you, that other people have Mm -hmm. said is a problem. Um, And it's your unique, special thing that is Mm -hmm. actually going to open the door to those opportunities that you have to that you have to overcome what somebody else has said and that insecurity is 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 a whole different game yeah um game plan of how you overcome that than just like the eternalized like perfectionism or yeah. past failure or past setback um because it it goes into your mindset it goes into your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself like this is a deep deep is topic deep. about why we don't put why like we don't why we wait qualified. until we feel qualified yeah. and it's because for so many reasons It doesn't just come from like, are you actually Mm -hmm. qualified on paper? Because qualified on paper is not the same as you feel qualified in your heart. Yes. You know, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Hey, leader, let's take a quick break to talk about something important. Every leader needs someone to discuss ideas with and someone to challenge them to grow. Studies show that 67% of female leaders feel like they need more support than what they get on the job to build their confidence so that they feel like a leader. Our brand new Rockstar Leaders membership is that support that you've been waiting for. This is your chance to get monthly guidance and accountability from Raymond team coaches and mentors that are in your corner. So Mandy, what do they get each month? So every month you're going to get a short leadership training video to keep your mindset sharp and your hope alive. You're also going to get a 60 minute group coaching call with one of us to ask questions and get feedback. You'll also get weekly accountability, a monthly personal growth plan, and community connection for real-time help without the drama of a Facebook group. That's my favorite part. (laughs) This community is laser-focused and conveniently designed in your own coaching community located right on our website, or you can use the Kajabi app. It's so super simple. You can join now for $97 a month at the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get back to the show. I feel like we've said some key phrases that were not in our notes that oh, yeah. are just yep. like, I probably need to listen to this episode myself and be I also like, oh, feel yeah. we should like probably pull on a few strings of things that we have said in, in probably, just even the insecurity part yeah. of it because of the things that hold you back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from just any any opportunity okay, that so you want to do. I have to. We're going to pull on this. I'll, okay. Because your, your eyes are all sparkly. And so I'm like, there's something. So he's brewing on something I know, over Okay. There. So because <laughs> we have our Rockstar Leaders membership. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, how music is so soothing and yes. inspiring and also all the things. Um, obviously, the soundtrack of my life right now is Taylor Swift's new Masterminds. The 3 a.m. The 3 a.m. version with all the vault tracks. And one of the vault tracks that is my absolute favorite is High Infidelity. Not because of the, you know, sexual relationship references in it, but because it is reminding me of a relationship that I had with a friend Mm -hmm. who kind of did the same thing. Like the the words are saying, you know, there were slurs spoken. I didn't yes. know you were keeping count. You said I was freeloading. Okay. Yep. This song reminds me of a honestly a couple different people in my past mm-hmm. who attacked very intentionally the work that I do. Yeah. And um, twisted words and all this stuff. And there are times where I think, yeah, there there are definitely things I could have done better in relationships. But when it really came down to it, like the the words that they said caused me to be so insecure mm-hmm. that I kind of kept my mouth shut for a while. And when I look back, it's amazing that I even put myself out there for a TEDx talk. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> because it was during that it's time. It's amazing that we are still it's here doing we're still this. Here. But I think there were a lot of things that made me question my qualifications Mm -hmm. because of what other people said. And I think insecurities, um, when you focus on your insecurities and, you know, you're waiting until you're qualified, you're waiting until you are over what they said, or you're waiting until what they said is no longer true Mm -hmm. or provable. Right. Like, When you're doing that, you are 100% not only focusing on your insecurities, but living living in, in theirs or like in your insecurities as well as theirs. Right. Because people, their version of you is how yes. you are living. And you are living a lot in of mirror. times when people swing slurs at mm-hmm. other people, it's because they're living out of their own insecurities. Like oh, it's absolutely. a vicious cycle. Yes. And I think as women, we need to learn how to stop that. Like um, we have a new book coming out. That is actually called Dear Female Leader. Mm-hmm. And by the time this podcast comes out, I have no idea what the date is on when on when this book will be available. It's in the final editing process. Right. But it will be coming out sometime before the end of the year. And one of the letters that we write to women is how we need to lead the next generation without being petty. And how we need to yep. like learn how to build each other up as women. Mm-hmm. Because... More than more than the patriarchal systems that we have to fight against, um, we have to fight against our own like backbiting. Backbiting, yes. And realize the words we say to each other and yeah. about each other are often worse, right, than and, the words that have been spoken yeah. over me. And those from type men. of insecurities are keeping women from feeling qualified. Mm-hmm. They're keeping women from even putting their name in the hat because this one time so-and-so who used to be my bestie <laughs> right. said this about me and she must be true because she knew me the best. Right. Like, I think we need to come to terms as women that all of us, first of all, have 
a, a light side and a dark side mm-hmm. to us. We all have moments where the worst version of ourselves comes through. Right. That doesn't mean that's who we are every day. It's a moment in time. It's a moment of weakness. It's a moment of growth. And I think when we realize that and we choose to build each other up mm-hmm. and also recognize that not every woman is going to be the type of person that we are meant to be friends with or have in our space. Right. That is fine. There are still great things about that person. Even if we have to be like, you can go play over there. Right. And I'll we play will over love here. you from afar. Right. And I think we have to realize as women that when we can start to encourage each other and build each other up and say, hey, you are qualified. Mm-hmm. Like you're qualified because of this. You're qualified because of that, even though you don't have, you know, these three other areas that you can check off on the list. Right. That doesn't mean you're not capable of learning. Right. Absolutely. And when you put it in perspective, too, of like when you learn things about like um, negative communication Mm -hmm. or, you know, somebody says something that, you know, hurts you or says something about you or slings these like horrible things, um, you know, there's certain certain studies that say that you need like seven positive things for every negative thing that happens. And when you think about some of these insecurities are so deep and maybe there's been times where it's been said about you or over you or you've you've failed in this area over and over again. That's so many more positive reinforcements of the good things about you, the skills that you do have, the qualifications that you do have. And we're not getting that from anywhere. Like no. that, that, that is not a concept that we remember to do for each other It's to like remind each other of who we are, right. of our qualifications and all of that, because there's been so many messages over and over and over again that tell us who we're not, mm-hmm. that tell us like the, like just shine a light on the insecurities, which I think is why when we do lies and labels, it's such mm-hmm. a monumental time for so many women, because it's not just focusing on the lies and labels. Mm -hmm. Then we spend like the literal rest of the day and the rest of that session reversing that Mm -hmm. and putting the tools in place to remind yourself of who you are, because we're not going to have a cheering section that's going to tell us seven times what we did well that day. Um, Or, you know, based on, you know, whatever on this Mm -hmm. whole concept, because um, like something just happened like very, very recently that would have probably derailed me in the past because somebody said something about me. Um, that's not true. Um, that was not um founded on anything, but there's been a lot of consequences to it, not to me personally, but to somebody else that I love that was hurt because of it. And in the past, I think I would have ruminated on that because it's a very similar word mm-hmm. that would have triggered me in the past about how people thought. I was Mm -hmm. the kind of person um, that they thought that I was. And it's not Mm -hmm. Um, like it, it makes me sad for the consequences and the things that have happened because of it, but it's not hurting me the same way that it would have in the past. But that's because of years, years of having to do not only the work we do here, but therapy and all of that. And if we just thought more about what we say about each other mm-hmm. um, and the fact that we're all dealing with insecurities, we wouldn't have to take so long. Yeah. To like not throw, like we wouldn't have to wait until we feel 100% qualified to do mm-hmm. something um, because of that. But I think, I think. Okay. I have a story though before the last reason, <laughs> okay, before we dive like, into that. We... Because I think some of the things that women get the most insecure about, besides things that friends or ex friends or whatever have said, I think we get insecure about whether or not we have a college degree. Um, 
Oh, like which, the like whether we got letters or numbers right, or whatever yeah. behind our name. Yeah. So um, Rachel has a college degree. I do not. I am a college dropout. It was not for me. <laughs> and and honestly, um, college is not for everybody. That's a whole everybody. conversation that's happening um, right now. So I have to tell you this story, though, because way back in the early 2000s, um, like 2006, 2005, maybe somewhere. Okay. In there, um, I was job hopping. I was like, I spent almost two years as a property manager and I was dying inside because I was in an office all by myself all the time. I, I can't imagine people. you in that job. It was horrible. It was lonely. I hated it. Um, and during that time, I decided I think I would love to be a wedding planner in this hotel. And I picked the biggest hotel in the area at the time. Right. And they had like the biggest ballrooms for weddings and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I... Technically, I just wanted to be Jennifer Lopez from The Wedding Planner. Oh, my God. I love that so, movie so I know, right? Much. It's the best. So anyway. I thought I plan my second wedding about, around I know. that. Though it's, we do not have a courtroom that looks anything no, like but it's that my fa- It was my favorite movie yes. back then. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I could do this. And I went as far as I knew, okay, I don't have a degree. Mm. Okay. And anytime you apply for a job, you know that there are like qualifications. You must have, you know, this, yep. you know, a bachelor's or at least a four-year degree or something. I don't even know the terminology because I don't have it. And Associate they always, degree is they the always have, one. okay, they, they usually have or equivalent experience, but not all the time. Mm-mm. So I went as far as I'm like, okay, I want to get into the wedding industry. I want to do wedding planning. I've done, I've sold wedding dresses, like I don't want to do that, but I do want to plan the weddings and do the be the party planner. And so I actually found a certified wedding, like a wedding planner certification program. Okay. Went through it. It was my first certification program. Okay. <laughs> That's what I've done, if you haven't noticed. Um, so I did that. I got certified. And then a couple of years later, I was like, I want to work in this hotel. And I just kept watching to see if there were any openings. I right. didn't know anybody who was in charge of hiring. I didn't know anybody who worked in that hotel in the first place. And um, an inside sales position was open. And I applied for that because I thought, hey, at least if I get my foot in the door, Mm -hmm. then if the wedding planning position opens, I can, you know, maybe put my name in the hat and move up. Right. So I, I went in, I met the director of sales who was hiring and we had a great interview I felt like, oh my gosh, I would love working with this person. This team seems cool. And I didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. And I felt so let down. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if I was thinking, you know, what are my reasons, reasonings? Why didn't I get it? I thought I, I might have thought maybe it was the college degree thing. Maybe it wasn't whatever. Right. That was in November. January hits and my family and I are going to Hawaii. And I am like literally in line to get on the plane. And I get this phone call Mm -hmm. and I can't answer it because we're getting on the plane. (laughs) So I send it to voicemail. Well, then we're all seated on the plane and then things took a little bit longer. So I thought I'm going to listen to those voicemails. I don't recognize this number. It's this woman calling me back saying, hey, the wedding planner put in her two week notice. She was wondering if I would like the job because I had posted that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what my experience. And when we were talking, I said, I would love to get into that position someday. And so I called her back three hours later when we got to Seattle. And I was like, I am very interested, but Mm -hmm. I am going to Hawaii for two weeks. (laughs) Like, I know you want to hire somebody quickly. Can you wait? And she did. So I ended up getting that job. 
and it's it's it was one of the best experiences of my life. But I I bring that up because I think so many women stop themselves from applying for a dream position because they don't have the college degree. Mm -hmm. So if that's you and you're insecure about that, I want to encourage you, like, what do you bring to the table without the degree? Right. What are the things that you're passionate about that are going to benefit that Mm -hmm. position? Because I'm not even sure I was 60% qualified. (laughs) To be honest. I mean, it wasn't even the job that you applied for. It's the job you got hired for. Right. Um, Yeah. And honestly, I have done this with clients before, too. Mm -hmm. Write it down, you guys. Yeah. Write it down. Write down the things Mm -hmm. you know how to do. Write down the skills that you have. You will be surprised. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's in one of our books. It is. In in Rayma Foundations. I don't remember which one, but it's like a whole list of like, these are the things I know how to do. Mm -hmm. These are the soft skills. These are the hard skills. And Mm -hmm. like... Honestly, it's that kind of stuff that reminds you. It is because then you of how, how great to... you actually are when the right. insecurities are just like staring you in the face. And then you have something to market. Yes. Of yourself. Yep. Like all of these are things that women struggle with. And so take this to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we're going to go into the final reason. <laughs> should we Should we go into the final reason and yes. wrap this up at some point? Or... So waiting until you are qualified is a problem, ladies, because it stunts your growth. Yeah. It sense your growth. So I I learned a lot from that year that I applied to TEDx events and I didn't get in. Mm-hmm. I realized that the the pitch I had was probably off. Um it was it was a tired pitch. I wasn't excited about it. Mm. I realized I need to shore up the amount of time that I do it. I need to figure out how to get more comfortable on my video for applying like yep. all these things i learned so much from failing yeah we always learn so much from so failing. much from failing and a lot of women do not want to put their name in until they're 100 qualified because they don't want to fail right but you're gonna like failure is where the lessons are mm-hmm. that's how you grow it's where the mulch comes from it is where the mulch <laughs> comes from so my dad has this saying um he told me his philosophy on his philosophy. I just totally messed that up. His philosophy <laughs> on trying new things in business. And this was years ago. He told me this. He says, um, he says, anytime somebody asks him, hey, do you do this? His answer is, yeah, I do that all the time. You're just the first one I get to do it with. We have totally we adopted, have that, adopted that. And I think that philosophy has really helped me because it gave me a growth mindset instead of a perfectionist mindset of waiting until I had every box checked off. Like right. somebody has to be the first. Yeah. Somebody has of to course. be your first client. Like one day has to be the first day you do something and you're going to be horrible at it. Like we've had so many firsts that we did so not do firsts. great that we were like, oh, we would do that so differently. So different. But, and we have. We've done it differently yeah. second, third, fourth time around. But you grow your skills by doing, mm-hmm. not just by reading about something or learning about it. Women tend to have this mentality that they can't make a mistake when... What's well, that perfectionism yeah. thing we were talking about, even with the insecurities? Yeah. Mistakes are where the growth is. And I really like to help my clients realize that doing something for for the first time will come with mistakes and that that's a good thing and that you need to look at it as a case study instead of a pass-fail. Absolutely. I think between 
the yes, I do this all the time, you're just the first one, and this is just a case study. That is literally how we have continued into what will be, what is it going to be for in March for business that we've been in? Is it nine? nine? Um, years? to be here yeah. for nine years are those two things. Like we always say yeah. binders and snacks, but honestly, honestly it's-, it's these mindsets of, yes, we've done this all the time. You're just the first one. Or yes, right. we do this all the time. You're just the first one. And this is a case study. Because mm-hmm. if you turn something into a case study, especially first time around, it has a whole different mentality yes. to it because then it's a learning yep. process and not like a pass fail. Mm-hmm. Like this, there is something to be learned in this and will we do it different the next time? Will you do it different the next time? Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. there's good things you're going to keep and other things you're like, yep, I wouldn't do that again. But you won't know mm-hmm. if you never do it. There is no growth if there's nothing to look at. Like, right. you cannot grow something from nothing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think those are the three problems yes. with waiting until you're qualified. The insecurity one is deep. So pull on that So string. deep. So deep. Um, we talk about that one longer than anything else, because I do think that's probably the kicker mm-hmm. um, for many uh, for the other two reasons. But honestly, we just like. Female leader listening to this, dear female leader, just listening to this, you are more than qualified than you realize. So next time you want to apply for that job or that opportunity and you only check off 60 percent of the requirements, go for it with your head held high. And that more than anything is what we want to encourage you with today to, you know, listen to this part again. If that part with the insecurities is like, oh, gosh, I need to dig into that a little bit more. You are more than qualified to look at your insecurities. You are more than qualified to pull on the thread. You are more than qualified to apply for the job, to look at the opportunities. Nobody has to tell you that. Like, you don't need a cheering section Um, And if you do, let us be your cheering section. Let this be the podcast that encourages you to keep throwing your hat in the ring, to get up after failure, um, to look at your insecurities and not wait until you feel qualified. So if this is really resonating with you and you want a next step and you're ready to grow that confidence and belief in yourself and your ability to be a rock star leader, even though you're not 100% qualified yet, but I'm going to even challenge that. You're 100% qualified to lead. You do not need any more qualifications to lead. Do you need skills? Possibly. Do you need to grow? Absolutely. But you are 100% qualified to lead yourself and to lead the people around you. But if you want help to be able to do that and do it well, then go to the show notes for the link to join a Rockstar Leaders membership. All right. I think that's it for today's show. We will see you on the next episode. Hey leader, here's a few things to think about and take action on before you scroll to the next episode in your podcast lineup for the day. First, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, tell us by leaving a five-star review. We love hearing from our pod squad. And while you're at it, let us know what kind of topics you want to hear in the future. Now, if you didn't like the show, don't review it. Just move along and know we wish you well. Next, as certified life and leadership coaches, our job is to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be. So where do you want to be? Whether you want to be a stronger, healthier, rock star leader, or you want to have a powerful speaker at your next conference, Rayma Team is your answer. Here's three ways to work with us. 
Number one, private coaching with either one of us is the highest level of support and accountability that we offer to help you see results quickly. You can apply and pick your coach at the link in our show notes. Number two is join the brand new Rockstar Leaders membership for monthly support and leadership development. You can get started at the link in the show notes. And number three, hire us to speak at your next team training or event. You can hire us as a team or individually. DM us on Instagram for a customized proposal or check out the speaking page on our website at www.raymateam.com. That's R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. Okay, that's all for now. So carry on with your podcast lineup. Have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode.